It's time to present Scott Coupon to bring you another episode of Finance Your Movie with tips and strategies to help you get your money to tell your story. It's time! Okay, we are back for a jam-packed season five and... I am thrilled. There's no better way to kick off this season than my good friend, Dr. Carl Balancione. Um, Carl is a veteran. He was the team dentist for the Orlando Magic. He's an amazing photographer. He was one of the original survivors from the hit CBS show, Survivor Call. Many of you might recognize him. Uh, actor, author, and most recently, for the first time, a film investor. Welcome, Carl. Hey, welcome, Scott. It's great to see you again, my friend. Always, always. And uh, really got to know you even better the last few years with this movie. But um, I want to I talk a little bit about your book towards the end of the show. But um, I want to jump in here at the beginning because when I, I was privileged enough to read a, a sneak peek of one of your chapters and I was like, the, the chapter, by the way, could have been titled, I Talk to Strangers, because <laughs> what, what you accomplished in that chapter of just meeting all these world famous uh, superstars and athletes and all these favors and, and people just rolled out the red carpet for you, it, it, I was like, wow, this is almost like what film producers do they simply talk to a lot of people and they ask for things well i look at it this way there's no such thing as luck there's opportunities and you have to seize the opportunity and that creates the luck you know my children always say dad you're so lucky there's luck no as you read in that one chapter i i did a a picture and what did i do you know i did an act of kindness for no other reason than it was an act of kindness and now he's a lifelong friend. I can tell you even more about what's happened with our relationship. But even with movies, you have to talk to people. People have to feel comfortable with you. You have to engage with them. And they got to see that you're invested in the movie. You're part of the movie. You're not there trying to sell something and collect something. And I think that goes with anything in life, Scott. Yeah, and, and, and with, with movies, and you know this, it, it's a numbers game because... Not everyone has has a little extra money to invest. Uh, sometimes timing's bad. Maybe somebody's not interested. But the fact that, and I've known you for a while, um, you don't have a problem talking to anybody just because <laughs> you like because you like people, right? You like people. I, I love people. Uh, you know, I'm a dentist. What do I do? I have to sit chair side and relieve people's anxieties, and I have to get them known. I don't just drill, fill, and bill. You know, I have to get into their heads. I have to make them feel comfortable because when they're comfortable, I can perform at the highest level. So once they have that confidence in me, the rest is a piece of cake. And yeah, I talk a lot. People say, just wind them up and let them go. <laughs> and I find that it really breaks down walls and barriers because people see that you're really sincere. And when they know you love what you do like you, you love acting, you love producing. It, I mean, you just exude that when people meet you. So it's easy to want to be a friend with you. And I think the same thing happens with me. And we don't do it for any other reason, but that's the way we're wired, period. Yeah, yeah. if you're passionate about something, it's natural and it absolutely shows. 
Yeah, and uh, like I said, uh, with the movie business, I've met you when I had my own TV show. If you remember when I had the sports Yeah, yeah, I do. PBS. The PBS show. I, I met you and Rick Pamphlin, and you guys were already established in the business. You also did Monsters, which was three three uh, miles from my office. Remember? Which Charlie... Ch uh, Ch yeah, you know, I, I was just a background extra on that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you're always background yeah. extra. Come on, you, you don't, don't sell yourself short, but you were there. Yeah, I was and there. I was involved even with a little of that because of you. You told the producers we have a dentist. I actually... One of the actresses, I'm not going to name her now, but I had to diagnose something. And I've always been involved with people because I love what I do. And I love being able to put a smile on people's face. And what better gratification when you can help somebody or turn somebody around? That's what I do in dentistry. You know, I change yeah. people's smiles. So it's so, great. So the mil million dollar question, and uh, this was a great we talked about this a little bit at the Full Sail University panel where uh, Movie Money Confidential screened. But um, for our podcast audience, I had mentioned that I had shared, I don't know how many business plans over 15 years to you. Rick had approached you a few times, but why was it that you finally said, yes, I'll invest? And that's a great question. Two reasons. Remember, I met you at the Crystal Real Awards because you got me involved in that. Yes. And that's where I met Burt Reynolds. That's where I met Sherry Albuquerque, who was an agent who wanted to be my agent. I met you there. So I had a track record from the beginning. When you guys uh, came to me about Movie Money Confidential with Burt Reynolds, it was a no-brainer. You had a proven track record. You know, we tried to do other projects with Rick, but remember, some of them didn't come to fruition. Yeah. I, I don't know if you remember, he wanted to do, a, what was it, American Hero at Universal. Remember, he was pitching that. It's a very tough business to get into, but you guys had a proven track record. So I felt completely comfortable getting involved with you and Rick because I knew you, I knew what you had done. And being there with Burt Reynolds at the Crystal Real Awards, he kind of knew me and, you know, not great, but I knew Dave Faustino. So when all that came together, it was a no-brainer I was going to invest. No-brainer. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's all about those relationships. And to any... Um, first-time filmmakers or uh, just coming out of film school, what what Carl's talking about is the experience. You can solve that problem very, very quickly if you're a first-time writer, first-time director, producer, by bringing on an experienced DP or bringing on an experienced producer. Because uh, I don't know about you, Carl, well, you're, you're, you're a potential investor. Would you invest in anybody? Let's just say it wasn't Rick and I, but you had some relationship, but they didn't really have the years of experience in their team. Would you invest? Probably not. I would have to do research on them and see who were the principals involved and if they had skin in the game. If it's a first-time person that has a great script, has a great movie, and he's got a great cast behind him, the answer to that would probably be yes. But you know, remember, they have to surround themselves with people who are winners even if it's the first time, you have to have some kind of veteran because listen, there's so much scam artists out there. Pe you know, people are very leery to get involved. So if a first time producer came up to me, a filmmaker and said, look, this is my script and I read it and I thought it was a hit. Then I would start doing some investigating. Well, who's got money in the game? How much is in the game? Who is your, who's your videographer? Who's your photographer? These are questions I ask because that's what I do. So if they answer, all those questions on a positive note chances are i would invest and once i invest my friends usually fall in line because i'm usually 
the leader that they follow. You know what I mean? Yeah, Carl, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Uh, you, you had just mentioned 15 seconds ago, hey, do you have skin in the game? And yeah. I, tell, I tell all the clients I work with, I said, be ready. This is going to be the second or third question that you will be asked by a potential investor. And they go, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> if you don't have any money invested or none of your partners have any money invested, or if you haven't fronted maybe a couple hundred, a couple thousand bucks of legal bills to set some, if you don't have right. something, something that shows that you have a little bit of inv investment into the movie, a lot of people won't invest. Well, think about it. When you approached me and Rick about movie Money Confidential, you had money in the game. Rick had money in the game. His son was in the game. Everybody was in the game. So at that point, I already knew this is what we're going to do. And, you know, was I leery? You're always leery when you're making an investment. I don't care how rich there, or there's not a risk. you are. There's a risk. There's always a risk. So you have to say to yourself, am I willing to lose this amount of money? Is it going to impact my life in a negative way? If the answer is no, you don't get ahead by not taking risk. You have to take risks. You have to take challenges. You have to learn from mistakes. I'm not a perfect person. And I tell people all the time, you got to make mistakes to get better. And, you know, I've been watching you for God since I had my TV show. And you've been always nothing but first class. You've always had your finger on the pulse of whatever you were doing. So I always had a confidence with you. But what if you were a first time producer? And I didn't know you. I would have to do all those background checks to see if I felt comfortable. Because personality-wise, you have it nailed. I mean, everybody likes you. Well, uh, I, I don't have a problem talking to you. That, that's something you and I have in common. Right. I, so, I, I like people. I like talking to people. Right. And, and, and you're, like I said, I was involved in a project we're not going to mention. You knew that the project wasn't going anywhere. I knew it wasn't going anywhere. And that producer didn't have any skin in the game. Zero. Yeah. And I knew from day one and she was lining up people. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm doing it for a different reason. It had nothing to do with that. So my advice to first time people that are going to make a movie, you better have a great script. You better have great people behind you. And you got to have somebody of your caliber or Rick Pamphlin, somebody like that, that's guiding these first time people. Because the Blair Witch Project was a hit. I don't think you see many of those anymore, do you? Well, there are a few, but they're, they're few and far between, right? right? And, and that's, you know, it, it is what it is. But I, uh, I agree with you that, um, and I use the expression gray hair uh, in, a, in a kind way, right. or, or wrinkles. Yeah. You can see a You're few I have gray right hair? here. My mullet? <laughs> you know, there's, there's something to be said for experience because you and I have both had some failures in our life, and that's how we learn. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yes. So I want to shift a little bit and, and talk to you or ask you about how important you think networking is for filmmakers. And you remember the FMPTA? We had those networking yes. meetings. Yes. I think it's the most important thing, and it just doesn't go with filmmaking. I have a network of doctors. Uh, you know about my wife. You have to have a strong network, and you have to have people who have integrity. And if you have a strong network, with people in integrity, you're going to be in that group that they'll have your back. Just like in filmmaking, when we were trying to network with that thing, you had to make sure that all these people were on the up and up. And I have every doctor's cell phone number, period. 
If they don't want to give me their cell phone number, I don't want to deal with them. So it goes back to networking is super critical. You have to get out there and talk and you have to make sure that the people that you're dealing with have the same vision and have integrity. And to me, integrity is more important than the money because you can have all the money in the world. If you have no integrity, nobody's going to get in bed with you, period. And that's, that's yeah. my, my philosophy on life. Integrity is number one. And that's why networking is so critical. You'll, you'll weed out the people who are not with the integrity and then you'll get your little group. And once you go with your group, you'll start sailing. And my friend told me he never met anybody who could network like me in the medical field. I'm a dentist, I'm not a physician. I know every doctor in this town that I need to know to make sure that my wife gets the best care treatment. It was called networking and they already knew my reputation as a dentist. I don't think it's any different in filmmaking. You know who's good in the film business. You know who's the good producers. You know who's writing the good scripts. So you need to network with those people. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah, and then also, this goes without saying, the more people in your network, when it comes time to reaching out for money, you're not kind of chasing down some money person over there that you don't really know. You're reaching out to people who know who you are, have some relationship with you, and those are the people that usually invest. And what's good about that, when you're networking, even if you meet somebody for the first time, when we were at Full Sail, you introduced me to a couple of people, you get their business card. If you don't get their business card, you get their contact, you put them in your phone, send them an email, send them a text, hey, it was great meeting you with Scott. They now know who you are, then they will contact you. And that's how you network. You know, one and done doesn't work. You have to keep in the pulse of your network. One and done, like you said, now you're gonna be chasing people for money. And then they're thinking, wait, I only spoke to this gentleman once. Now he wants me to invest. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. And so, think about it. With you, that's what happened. You, you've been talking to me for years. I just wasn't ready at the time. And then boom, what happened? Yeah. And, and I, I can't control who's ready, who, you know, when the timing's right. Right. You know, it's, just, it's all part of the universe. When, when the stars align and there's a project that's interesting, interesting to somebody and they're excited, right. there, there's a good chance they'll invest if they have extra money. But think about what you controlled. You control the relationship, you control the networking, you control the people that were important and, and successful in your business. So you actually control that in your own world. And then when you brought your networking people in it, now they're a part of that. So now the comfort level gets a whole lot easier to say, hey, Carl, this is Scott DuPont. You know, I need X amount of dollars. What do you think about this project? I wouldn't even ask you anymore, Scott, how much do you have in it? Because I know you're always vested in. You see what I'm saying? And I think yeah. and he, even if it's a little bit, because right. you know, everyone in this business goes up, down, up, yep. down. Yep. But yeah, I had a little skin in the game. Uh, Rick's son had skin in the game. So, you know, and, that's and, and by the time you came on, there were a few other people from around Winter Park who also, so you knew a couple of the other investors, I think. Yes. Yes. You, you came in kind of halfway through, if I remember. Yeah, I think I did. And then, uh, and again, you know, I wasn't sure what this was, but I was so comfortable with the fact that I already had a relationship with you because you were my number one relationship. Rick was after you. And I was involved with the Crystal Real Awards when they honored Burt Reynolds. So I was already involved with that. Sherry Albuquerque, who was an agent, was involved in the Florida Film Fest. So here I'm involved with people that I'm meeting for the first time. And now years later, you're coming to me and I'm like, hey, that's not a problem. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, any any turnoffs that you might get from a potential 
film investor who approaches you? Like yes. any, any kind of like, do not do this advice? Don't be pushy. You know, if they start pushing, you need to do this, you need to do that. You never did that. You said, Carl, I have an opportunity. I'll send you the information. Then you, you did a follow-up call. You were never pushy. And I find people who are pushy come across as desperate and they're not confident in what they're doing. When you're confident Good in what advice. you're doing, even if you get a person who says no, you don't get all upset. It's, you know what? Yeah. I appreciate you looking at it. I appreciate taking the time. You move to the next potential investor. So yes, don't ever be pushy. Don't ever sound desperate. And don't ever get negative when somebody tells you no. Along those lines, yeah. I'm, I'm, this, is, this is great, Carl. I'm, gl I'm glad you're bringing some of these things up because I remember a few times, for whatever reason, you were busy, bad timing, whatever. I think I just emailed you back. I said, hey, no worries, Carl. Understand, catch you on the next one. That's exactly and, right. And that's typically what I do multiple times with thousands of investors because most people say no. I say, hey, no worries, Bob. I'll catch you on the next one. Good luck. Well, it's like anything in life. You want to buy a house and you look at 10 different houses and you make an offer on all 10. Nine of them may say no, but one may say yes. You don't get upset. Too many people take it personal. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. It's a business. Understand you're dealing with a business that you're familiar with, but people like me, well, now I am, people like me may not be familiar. So here's, this is your business model. You're trying to get me involved in it and I know nothing about it. And you come across pushy or desperate or anxious, the no is going up. Yeah, it, no, that it, was that was it, a great, that was a great thing. I'm glad you brought that up. So what, 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 what's the old saying that, I don't know what a, a verbatim, but it goes something like this. People like to do business with people that they like. Absolutely. Listen, I do lots of different treatment plans in dentistry. I have to use me as an example. I never sell them dentistry. You know what I mean? I present to them what they need. I give them options and go, this is what you need to do. You could do one or two, three. You don't have to do nothing. Your choice. When you empower people that way, more likely than not, you're going to get a yes answer. Because I wish, I wish more dentists were like that, actually. Well, I'm kind of different. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell everybody I'm in the witness protection program, so I got to be nice. <laughs> so um, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for finally investing into Movie Money Confidential. By the way, uh, any audience that's watching or listening right now, you can watch the movie for free right now for a limited time on most AVOD platforms. Wow. Um, and I want to uh, let you let you talk about your book for a minute or two while we've left. Tell, tell us a little bit about the book that's coming out, I guess, at the end of the year or next year. Well, right now we're moving along pretty fast. We've done nine chapters, 41,000 words. Uh, the few people that I let look at certain chapters are beyond excited. We have somebody with Simon & Schuster that's excited. And as I'm like you, Scott, I tell everybody, cool your jets. Let's get the project finished. My book is called My Rise from the Wise Guys. And you might think it's going to be just a gangster type of book. It's not. I found out March 12th that I had a half sister, that my father had a one night stand and I have a sister. And I found out a lot of things about my father that I never knew because I left home when I was 18 to pursue dentistry as a career. And it dawned on me, I'm not a product of what my mother and father are or were. I'm a product of what I wanted to become. So they may have gave me some 
you know, guidelines or some structure, but I never really had that role model or guidance. So my book is going to be more as a motivational memoir book, because today the youth need to understand you can't take no for an answer. Find something you love. Be passionate. I mean, everybody meets me to go, man, you're passionate about this. You're pa No, I'm passionate because I love people like you. And when I find something I love to do, I have to do it better than everybody else. So my book, you know, I'm not an expert author. So what do I do? I have a patient who's a fiction writer. He's written 10 best-selling books on the New York Times. His name is Troy Seuss, S-O-O-S. And he came to me, wanted me to write a book about all my stories with my photography. When I told him this premise, he almost had a heart attack. He goes, what? And I said, this is what I want to do. And I didn't know how you hire anybody. Again, it comes back to relationships. I had somebody who wanted to write a book for me. They wanted to charge me 80,000. What are you kidding me? I'm going to write a book. Wow. So Troy goes, Carl, this is the standard in the field, but you've never been about the money, even as my dentist. And I'm not about the money. How about if we just split the royalties, 70, 30, 60, 40, 50, 50, what do you think? You know what I told them? 50, 50. I'm Elton John, you're Bernie Toppin. We're gonna knock this out of the park. And the book hopefully will be done by the end of the, you know, by the end of this year. Wow. And everybody that's reading it, because we're being careful because you know, people can steal ideas. Yeah, yeah. People can do things. We've had one publishing company that somehow they got copy of my first two chapters and they want more. We said, no, we're done. So it's called My Rise from the Wise Guys. And there'll be undertones of, you know, certain mafioso <laughs> stuff, but it's basically how I did my life. You know, you read that chapter. How did I yeah. meet people, Scott? You know? Talking to everyone. Yeah, you talk to everybody. And I, I, I love I love the fact that it's going to be an inspiring and empowering book. And I think not only the next generation of filmmakers, right. but I think the next generation of everybody needs a little bit of inspiration. Carl, what's the before we wrap out here, what's the best way that people can follow you or contact you? Unfortunately, I'm not I'm on Instagram. You'll have to look under my Survivor Carl Instagram account, but the best way is Facebook. And it's just my name, Carl Balancioni. And if you send me a messenger and you say, hey, I heard you on the uh, podcast with Scott Dupont, I'd be more than happy because, you know, I do a lot of charity work. So I have a lot of fans from Survivor and from when I was on TV. And unless I vet them, I don't always accept everybody's friendship. So they're going to have to say, hey, heard the podcast with Scott Dupont, would like to become a friend and I will accept it. Excellent. Um, thank you so much, Carl. And if you haven't seen Movie Money Confidential yet, you will see Carl in there for a, a brief moment or two. And uh, most of the platforms now are free for a limited time. That's Movie Money Confidential. So, Carl, thank you so much for coming on. And, Always uh, a pleasure. Anytime I can help you and anytime I can be part of you, because we're not done yet. Yeah, we've got some other look, movies to we're do. We're not done. We're not done. Trust me. Lots of adventures ahead. <laughs> yeah. All thank right. you, my friends. Have a great weekend, buddy. Ciao. Thanks for listening. And remember, it's time! There's never been a better time to make your own indie film. And if you have a dream project you're excited about and 100% committed to getting it funded, go to financeyourmovie.com and click on the green telephone button. You'll see our calendar and if you find an open spot, grab it. You'll get a one-on-one -on -one call 
with me or one of my partners. It will be the best hour you've ever spent getting clarity and strategy towards financing your movie. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.